Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Final hour today of the Bill Michaels Show. We are glad you are with us. Got a lot going on. Packers getting ready. They're off today, getting ready for uh, Tennessee Titans coming up this weekend. You got Badger basketball, the Big Ten's opening up, uh, and also you got the Kia 2020 tip-off to the NBA season starting tonight. Bucks back in action tomorrow night. And joining us now on the line, Radio.com Sports NBA insider Ryan McDonough is here. The insider calls brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really does go. He's also got the RDC, the Radio.com with McDonough McD podcast, so you can find it there as well. Ryan, how you doing? Hey, Bill, I'm doing great. Happy holidays to you, and a happy NBA opening night as well. Absolutely, back at you as well. So, uh, look, uh, the, the Bucks. there's no you know shock here. It was pretty disappointing the way they kind of finished and fizzled out in the bubble. They make a couple of changes. Drew Holiday's now coming in where Eric Bledsoe uh, is exiting. Uh, do you think this team is better or the same or worse than what they were coming out of the bubble this past season? Well, I, I think they may not quite be as good in the regular season because I don't, I don't think that's the goal for Milwaukee anymore, Bill. As you know, they've been clearly the best team in the NBA in the regular season over the past two years and has not translated to playoff success, um, at least to, to the extent that Milwaukee wants, where you know, with, with Giannis in his prime, they, they think and should think they're a championship contending team. So I, I think you'll see Mike Budenholzer and his staff approach this season a little bit differently. It's, uh, in some ways, it was a good problem to have the last couple of years when they were blowing teams out and, and Giannis and Chris Middleton could rest in the fourth quarter and they could kind of do the uh, quote-unquote load management that way with those guys playing about 30 minutes a night and not having to play at all in the fourth. But, but I think what you see this year, Bill, is, is Bud and his staff experiment with some different things, uh, whether the team's up big or down big. I, I think you'll see them make more changes and try some different things in the regular season. Uh, that way, when they get to the playoffs, they are more prepared, uh, maybe have a little bit more flexibility in their offensive and defensive systems and have tried some different things in live NBA game action before the stakes are at their highest in the NBA playoffs. So when you look at Drew Holiday coming in and and I looked at his number, his numbers in the postseason are better than his regular season numbers statistically and he's more of a lockdown defender. That is that where you're looking at to say that this team got better? 
Yeah, I, I think the upgrade from, from Bledsoe and George Hill to Holiday is significant. Uh, Holiday's one of the better two-way players in the league. And, you know, look, Bledsoe's a very good defensive player. Uh, but I, I just think with that reliability, that shot creation uh, that, that Holiday brings, in addition to the elite defense, um, I, I think it was a, a clear upgrade. And, and the next thing that your listener should be looking out for, Bill, is a potential in-season extension with Drew Holiday. Uh, it's six months from when he got traded, so I, I think that day is sometime in February or March that the Bucks could extend Holiday's contract. Uh, I think that's something that he and the franchise will both have some, some interest in to try to keep him in place long-term. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I think we know three of the Bucks five finishing players, Bill, in their closing lineup. It'll obviously be Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday. And the biggest questions for Milwaukee over the regular season are, can Adante DiVincenzo uh, step up? Can Brooke Lopez shoot the ball better this year than he did a year ago? Um, you know, who can the other two guys be? And does Mike Budenholzer have two guys that he feels confident in alongside Milwaukee's three stars when the game is close down the stretch? Uh, again, we know Giannis Middleton and Holiday are going to be there. I think the main question for Milwaukee through the regular season will be who are the other two guys going to be when it comes to crunch time in the playoffs? So the Bogdanovich, you've been a part of many deals, and the Bogdanovich deal just fell apart for whatever reason. Um, talk a little bit about that. Is that uh, something where, you know, oh boy, it's kind of a, it's a tough one, or is this one where you kind of look at it as maybe a blessing in disguise? Well, I, I do think it's a tough one, uh, although the penalty I thought the Bucks got, uh, frankly speaking, Bill, was, was very light. I mean, your, your listeners and fans of the Bucks should be happy that if the only thing that happens to Milwaukee is you know, getting stripped a 2022 second-round pick, uh, Bill, you, you know how the Bucks look, uh, not just this year, but over the next four or five years, with Giannis now on the Supermax contract, with Middleton in place, and hopefully with Holiday in place, they should be one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference for the next four or five years. So that means uh, the pick is likely in the 50s in the 2022 draft. So um, I, I think the Bucks dodged a bullet from that perspective. Uh, however, from a, you know encore perspective, I mentioned some of the question marks with their closing lineup. Uh, I think Bogdanovich would have been the fourth guy alongside Giannis, Holiday, and Middleton. Um, so I, I think you know it would have helped to have Bogdanovich. Uh, it wasn't obviously a great situation for anybody involved, whether it's Bogdanovich, the Bucks, or the Kings. Um, so it's... Uh, you know, they have them, uh, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, especially when the penalty for whatever Milwaukee did with Bogdanovich or the Kings ended up being just losing a 2022 second-round pick. Do you think this bench is as good or uh, lacking from where they were last year? Yeah, I think it's similar. I mean, I, you know, you, you, you sent out two solid players – uh, in Bledsoe and Hill and brought one back in return in, in Holiday. But I, I mentioned, you know, collectively I think that's an upgrade because Holiday's a m much better player than those other two guys. Um, but, you know, I'll be, I'll be interested to see how some of the newcomers, uh, DJ Augustine, Torrey Craig, um, you know, how those guys uh, impact the franchise, um, how Bobby Portis does. I, I think he'll place maybe some four and some backup five behind Brooke Lopez. Uh, Brent Forbes, they, they brought another uh, knockdown shooter. I, I think that was an issue for them at times, especially in the playoffs, uh, you know, also to have a catching shoot guy. Um, so I, I like the offensive additions. I think they'll be better offensively. And it seemed like that was the calculation and the bet that the, the Bucks made, Bill, that, um, look, they, they've been one of the best defensive teams in the league. Um, you know, in some years, they, they've led the league in defensive efficiency by a wide margin. But in the playoffs, when the game slowed down and, and teams, other teams ramped up their defense, did Milwaukee have enough offense? Uh, so I, I think you look at DJ Augustine, you look at Brent Forbes, clearly those two guys in particular are better offensive players than they are defensively. 
Uh, so I, I think the Bucks made a concerted effort to bring in more shooting and floor spacing around Giannis. I, I think it was a good idea, but obviously only time will, will tell how it pans out and how those guys fit alongside Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday. Talking with Ryan McDonough, our Radio.com Sports NBA insider. I look at another guy like Dante DiVincenzo, who really started to kind of find himself last year and then went to the bubble and just completely lost his shot. But if he can get that back and develop that to be more consistent, then they've got one of those other guys coming off the bench that gives you that outside perspective, correct? Yeah, it's a big year for Dante. I, I like him. Uh, we spent some time with him when I was GM of the Phoenix Suns in the 2018 draft process. Um, I, I did think you know he took a good step last year in the regular season. Uh, he improved you know across the board points, uh, field goal percentage, three point percentage, uh, rebounds. You know I, I think he's an underrated rebounder for a guard his size. So I, I do like him as a player. Um, you know, I, and I don't think that's too unusual, Bill, for a young player. Keep in mind, even Chenzo still just 23 years old to have some regular season success, but then when the stakes are raised and you're playing a very good opponent like the Miami Heat to struggle some in the playoffs. So uh, I, I think he's a guy that will take a big step this year. I, I think it's important for Milwaukee. We mentioned with the holiday deal, uh, that the depth thinned out and then not getting Bogdanovich uh, hurt as well, although DiVincenzo would have been in that deal. Um, so I, I, think, I think he's the X-factor for Milwaukee. Uh, I, I think either way, the Bucks should be one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, but if he can take another big step this year, Bill, uh, I, I think that, that may solidify Milwaukee as the best team in the Eastern Conference and then the favorite once we head into the playoffs. I wanted to ask you, and I want to go back, Adam Silver said that the collective bargaining agreement worked. Uh, he talked about the city, he talked about Giannis' situation. Do you, as a general manager, I mean, obviously on the outside, you'd love to see Giannis go to the free agent market and try to take a shot at that guy, but is, is this a good thing for the league, and obviously this for Milwaukee, but for Giannis to stay in the small market that is Milwaukee? I think so. I, I, that was a concerning trend, Bill, just taking a step back and looking at the league from a 30,000-foot, uh, uh, somewhat objective view now that I'm on the, the media side after 15-plus years with teams. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's good for the league if the stars cluster in you know, New York, L.A., Miami, San Francisco, uh, the quote-unquote marquee markets on the coast. I, I don't think that's a good thing. So, um, you know, I, I loved it when Damian Lillard re-signed in Portland and committed to that franchise. Um, you know, obviously it's benefited him and the Blazers. And uh, I think Giannis, you know, doing the same thing, even at a higher level, um, you know, being the two-time MVP and the reigning defensive player of the year as well, uh, I think it's a great thing for the league. But, but it's pretty rare, Bill, and, that, and that's a plus, you know, for Milwaukee. Kudos to ownership, the front office, and the coaching staff, and everybody involved with the Bucks franchise. If you look back over the last decade or so, really only two guys stand out, Bill, in, in mid to small markets who have signed their third contracts. Uh, with, their, with their incumbent teams. Uh, one is Damian Lillard, who I mentioned. The other is Russell Westbrook. He did it in OKC in 2017. So uh, a lot of credit goes around to Milwaukee. Uh, yes, they haven't you know, reached the level they hoped in the playoffs the last couple of years, uh, but they have been one of the best franchises, probably the best franchise uh, in the regular season over the last two years, and they were re rewarded for that with Giannis signing the five-year Supermax extension. Before I let you go, I wanted to also ask you uh, about the rest of the East. It seems like when you go through the power rankings, most of the top-heavy teams short of Brooklyn are coming out of the West. But uh, talk to me about the East. Is it just uh, the Brooklyn Nets? Who else do you think? Is it still Miami, a team that's going to be contending? Is it still, you know, can Philadelphia with Doc Rivers, some new blood there, do they rise? Is it Toronto? Can they have the same success? 
Yeah, all good questions, Bill. I like Brooklyn the best. I, I think Brooklyn's a really talented and dangerous team, and I feel more confident about that now than I did a week ago. I know it's just preseason, but they annihilated the Washington Wizards and Boston Celtics, and I like their high-end talent with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, uh, now healthy and back in the lineup. But I also like their depth to the extent that guys like uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, some, or maybe even all those guys come off the bench. Uh, so I really like what Brooklyn's done. I think they'll be a serious threat uh, to Milwaukee and a contender in the Eastern Conference. Uh, and then, you know, Miami is a team you mentioned as well. They, they, they basically bring back the same group. They lost a few of their wings in Jay Crowder and Derek Jones Jr., uh, but they added Avery Bradley, another good perimeter defender. And I, I think the key for Miami, Bill, is internal improvement from guys like Bam Adebayo and Tyler Harrow, who are, who are still very young and very good. And then Philly, for me, is the wild card. Uh, new coach, a lot more shooting around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. They're two stars. Uh, they brought in Danny Green. They brought in Seth Curry. Uh, so I, I think Philly could be an X factor. So I, I look at those four teams, uh, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Miami, and Philly. Uh, is for, for me, Bill, I think they're the class of the Eastern Conference, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if those four get through and end up playing each other in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Ryan, great to talk to you. Happy New Year for the season and such and the holidays as well, and then we will talk further down the road as the season uh, kind of gets underway, okay? Hey, it's always great to be on with you, Bill. Happy holidays to you and your family. Appreciate it so much. There you go. Ryan McDonough, the insider, our Radio.com Sports NBA insider. Insider calls brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. You can drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really does go. And he joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. Hey, a reminder also, he's got the uh, the Radio.com podcast with McD. So you can check that out as well. This segment brought to you by Massage Envy Capital Drive in Brookfield. The introductory offer for a customized facial, just 60 bucks. 60 bucks. that's it. Makes a great gift, by the way. And buy gift cards, $110 worth of gift cards. You get a free one-hour service yourself. Maybe if you're doing the hustle and bustle and you want to relax, call them, 262-786-5060. That's 262-786-5060. Again, 262 786 Fifty sixty. Stick around because coming up after the bottom of the hour, the general manager of your uh, Milwaukee Bucks, John Horst, you're going to hear from him. Also, we're going to go back. I want to get to some of the emails and comments regarding the AFC teams and whether or not the majority of those teams vying for the top spot in the AFC are better than the Green Bay Packers because many of you have uh, some uh, some thoughts on that as well. 855-830-8648. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Coming up tomorrow night on uh, many of these same stations, 6 to 8. It's going to be the Bill Michaels Tunnel presented by Bud Light Seltzer. Naturally carbonated, gluten-free, and includes no artificial flavor. 6 to 8 tomorrow night, Mike Clemens is going to be here. Radio Joe Zenzola is going to be here. I'll be here. We'll start getting you ready for the, uh, the Packers and the Titans. A special Wednesday night edition. Because we're not going to be doing it on Christmas Eve, which is Thursday. So uh, tomorrow night, set your dials. Set your, set your watches, your phone, turn on the alarms, and uh, tune in. 
Good stuff coming up tomorrow night. 6 o'clock, 6 to 8 on many of these same stations. And if you can't get it, follow us on the Radio.com app and uh, follow our flagship station out of Milwaukee, 1250 AM. And in addition to that, you can also follow us over at BillMichaelsSports.com. That's BillMichaelsSports.com. And who knows? You might even see some Facebook Live coming up tonight. So hint, hint, wink, wink. So if you don't follow me on the Facebook fan page, I uh, I mean, I can put it out on Twitter as well. But um, follow us over there uh, also. Um, I, we'd asked the question a little while ago about how many teams. If you start to kind of, you know, allow yourself the dare to dream moment, you know, and you say, how many teams in the AFC do you think are better than the Packers? Uh, boy, it's uh, it's it's a vast array of responses over on the Facebook fan page. Andrew says it's going to be another disappointing finish to the season. I predict that they will not win a playoff game, meaning the Packers. They're not going to win a playoff game. Um, Mike says that the Packers are just as much a threat to the AFC as anybody. Uh, Lenny says any team that will punch them in the face, they're going to struggle with. Uh, too passive on both sides of the ball. Uh, Michael says most of the playoff teams in the AFC are better before most of them aren't requiring their quarterback to play great. The defenses can bail them out. Um, Jeffrey says how many winning, how many teams with a winning record have the Packers beaten? Only the Saints who played without their best receiver that day. Well, the Packers played without theirs as well, Jeffrey, in case you forgot. They played without Devontae Adams, too. He was nicked up. So uh, Don says the Packers defense, top 10 in total yards, passing yards allowed, 11th in rush defense, not nearly as horrible as some fans would like them to make it out. Until they, And then Don says until they play a halfway decent team and they get exposed on the defensive side literally every time. Um, so in, in discussions go back and forth. I mean, basically it is – this is the proving ground game coming up against the Tennessee Titans. Um JR says uh, Packers play KC in the Super Bowl, and this is how it goes down. Packers have a 28-10 lead at halftime, but lose 38-31 unless they learn how to score in the third quarter. They stink. Um, KC says bring on the State Farm Bowl. Uh, coin flip should be by Jake at State Farm. And uh, Ted says uh, the Packers, at least they can score more than three points in the second half, but their third quarters stink. Matt LaFleur is a terrible coach in the third quarter. If he could only coach the first, the second, and the fourth, this team would be solid. Uh, and it, go- it kind of goes on from there. Um, one or two teams, the Titans, the Colts, the Bills, I was going to say Pittsburgh, but they've been sliding over the past three weeks, and obviously Kansas City. Uh, George says, I think the Packers can be beaten by all of those teams. The Colts have already done it. Uh, but but again, I, I go back to you can you can say that quite easily. Don't forget though, the Packers turned the ball over four times, three times in regulation, and they still tied the game up. You know, I and and I know it's no consolation. Okay, I really do. But there is something to be said for lessons learned in a loss, just because it wasn't a W. Now there are teams who stack losses and continually say, "Hey, we're doing good things, and that's great." But you're not winning football games. The Packers have been able to get wins when they have not played their best, and the Packers were able to almost get a win in in playing their absolute worst. So against a team with a with a positive record. So I think the the. I hate the truth. I hate the saying that the truth lies somewhere in between. But in this particular case, I believe it. I, I believe it does. I think the Packers are what their record is. I don't think 
they're as bad as some fans want to make them out to be, almost as if you're setting yourself up for failure. Just to be able to say, you know what, I told you so. And I get that. I understand it. Because I think there's a lot of people right now sitting on the sidelines, pardon the pun, with their arms folded saying, show me something. We're tired of this. You know, and I and, and you know what? It's it's unbelievably arrogant to say because there's a lot of fans who would love to be in your position. But as Packers fans, it's like go to the postseason, win a game or two, and you're done. You know, it's 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 been a decade. It's time. It's time to get back, you know. It's time to uh to reclaim that, to get back to a Super Bowl. So um this year's an important year. I don't, I don't degrade that at all. It's an important year, but I think there's a lot of fans that are, you know, sitting there with their arms folded, going, "Show me something." I'm not going to get excited. I'm not going to say you're going to win. I'm not going to say your defense is better. I'm not going to say your offense is better. I'm not going to say your head coach is better until you win. Having a good record in the regular season, getting one or two wins in the postseason, for some fans, doesn't cut it. Others, fa- other fans, look, you're you're thrilled to be there. It's a great ride. It's a lot of fun. It's a tremendous football season. You've got one of the best to ever play the game under center. You, you can sit back, relax, and just enjoy what it is you're witnessing because you're stacking success. The ultimate success has been just out of the grasp more times than not. But you're still stacking success. Where others are like, look, don't keep telling me about how great they are because they're not winning a damn thing. Unless you're hoisting the trophy and wearing a ring, nah. Wake me up. Wake me up when you get back there, and then uh, then we'll take a look. So I guess it just again d- it depends on your perspective as to how you how you gauge things. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Along the way, though, there's many of you like myself at times like to put a few uh, put a few ducats down, few uh, few pennies on the game. If you do, there's a new app out called BetQL. Go to BetQL.com on your computer or BetQL app. You can download it on your phone. Now, it's not a betting app, but what it does is give you all the facts, the figures, stats, statistics, everything that you're going to need to make an informed decision if you do happen to uh, use money as your guide every now and then, we'll say. So check out BetQL. Go to BetQL.com or download the BetQL app and you are good to go. That is BetQL. When we come back, the general manager of the Milwaukee Bucks speaks. You're going to hear that conversation next on the Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. Hey, don't forget the Green Gold Post Game Show is coming up immediately following uh, Green Bay and Tennessee this Sunday night. Ah, we're up late. Join us. Give us your reaction as the Packers try to knock off a team with a winning record. They try to solidify themselves as the top dog in the NFC. So all of that going on coming up this uh, Sunday night. Gary Ellerson and I, the former Packer and Badger running back, Yours truly, we're going to be breaking it all down, taking your analysis, emails, tweets, calls, all that kind of good stuff. The Green and Gold Postgame Show on many of these same stations. Uh, John Horst, the general manager of your Milwaukee Bucks, uh, spoke to the media, um, you know, obviously getting you ready for the regular season, Giannis's contract, all that kind of good stuff, putting this team together. John Horst meeting with the media. Take a listen. 
Hey, what's up, John? Um, for you, I guess going into this offseason, what were some of your goals? And then how do you feel like you guys were able to either accomplish those or not accomplish those or just kind of how do you think it went? Yeah, Eric, I mean, the big goal was obviously to to improve, to get better. Um, and we've had two really good regular seasons. We've had uh, some successes in the playoffs, obviously, but we haven't accomplished the ultimate goal. And so the idea was to figure out how do we get better to push the envelope, not just rest on the fact that we had a, uh, uh, you know, a bubble performance that was subpar and not make excuses for that, but really figure out how to improve. And so for us, analytically, uh, from a coaching perspective, from a scouting perspective, we boiled it down into shot making, shot creation, and really kind of trying to do that while we maintain our integrity and our IQ defensively and our impact defensively. And that's a hard thing to do. Uh, but that led us to the, the transactions and the acquisitions that we had in the offseason. I'm happy with, with what we've done. I guess with that being a focus, shot making, shot creating, guys that you brought in more offensively focused, how do you kind of balance – shot making with still being able to defend the way that we all know Bud wants to? Yeah, I think, you know, some of it's a bet. I, I would say like uh, Drew Holiday is not a bet. You know, I think one of the best two-way guards in the league, an incredible defenders, had more uh, kind of high-level matchups defensively than any other player. Um, and the reason is, is he's so versatile with his size and his strength. He can really guard, I think, three to maybe even four positions. And so you can put him on the best player most nights. Uh, but other guys are a little bit of a bet. And, and the bet is you bet on their competitiveness, their IQ, and their toughness in say that, that even if they haven't been the best uh, analytically defenders or, or kind of eye test defenders in the league, uh, you put them in a great system. Having guys like Brook and Giannis around them, a uh, guy like uh, Drew at the front of the point of attack, and they're smart guys that want to compete and really challenge themselves defensively that you can get more out of them defensively than maybe they've had in the past. And so – uh, that's that's the bet. We'll see. Uh, but offensively, you know, a lot of proven shot makers, shot creators that we added, but some really competitive high IQ players also. Jim Ozarski. Hey, John. Good to see you. Hey, Jim. Um, so what, you mentioned some of the, the traits that attracted uh, you about Drew. Was he the guy, I guess, or or was there a, a, a broader sense with you and your staff that a move had to be made that may require that sort of draft capital. And it was just Drew happened to become available or was he kind of what you were looking for in terms of all of those things you just kind of mentioned. So it was like, okay, that that's where we need to, to kind of go and focus. Yeah. I think a little bit of both. Uh, you go into the off season and obviously it was a condensed kind of shortened off season. Um, but for us, you know, our work in the front office is continual. It's it's not something that just kind of starts at the end of the season and finishes at the start of the season. It's it's year round. It's it's day to day. It's scouting. It's analysis. It's discussions with your coaching staff. And and Drew Holiday is a player that we've had our eye on for a long time. There's other players. I mean, he's not the only player in the league that we thought could help us take another step, but he's definitely in a short list of guys that we thought could. And then you really work and see if there's an opportunity for those players to be traded. You talk to teams. Um, you really talk internally and you really try to figure out if a guy's going to become available or you know that they're available, what's the path to acquiring them? And you figure out what you have. And, and for us to be able to acquire, I think, one of the best two-way guards in the league without trading Brooke or Giannis or Chris uh, or Dante was, was really a coup for us. I mean, I think to be able to add someone to his talent that we think takes us to the next level without taking away from our top core uh, group of guys – was really an opportunity that we couldn't say no to. 
what was along the lines of, of Drew, and then you mentioned kind of the bets of these other acquisitions, the balance of filling out your basketball roster, accomplishing the goals you said you were looking to do, but also in that wooing stage of Giannis and the super Mac, like the balance of putting the, the team together, but also, you know, hoping out of magic. Cause I, I don't think you could talk by league rules, right. With, with him about these things. So what, what was that kind of like uh, in, in terms of wanting to make, make the team good, but also make him feel, Hey, this is the place to be for the next five years. Yeah. So where I talked about some of those guys as being bets on, you know, whether or not they're going to fit on offense and defense. Um, the idea of pushing the envelope, making the team better, getting better every day, taking another step, not resting on the fact that we've been the best team in the regular season the last two years, historically great defensively, top five, top seven, uh, great offensively. Uh, getting better is not a bet. That's our job. And, and I think that it mattered to Giannis. Um, and I think it will always matter to Giannis, but it matters to me. And it matters to, to Mark Lazary and Wes Edens and Peter Fagan and Coach Bud and, and Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez and go, keep on going on down. Uh, we're an organization full of people who want to get better every single day, not because it makes a transaction easier or makes a, an extension easier, but because it's the thing that you're supposed to do in this business when you have the best player in the world um, in the core that we have. Our goal is to try to sustain winning over a long period of time, compete for championships for a lot of years to go forward. And, and we're in a position to do that right now. And so those transactions to me um, are not bets, they're necessities uh, to, to having success in this business. And that's the position we're in today. Greg Matzik. Hey John, Merry Christmas to you. Pardon the glare off my shiny head here, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless, it's a bright day. Um, along the lines of what you're saying, I, I, I know you don't want to preach too much patience. It's a 72 game season, but truncated off season roster turnover, just three games. Is there going to be a, a minute before that, that mesh point of here's our idea and here's what is reality sort of blends together on the court. Some teams preach continuity at this time of the year. You're not really able to do that aside of your core. So is there some, some lumps to be had as uh, this team works to learn each other? I don't know if that'll happen or not, Greg. It's a great question. Um, I think that it's a possibility, right? I mean, I think we've got eight, eight or so new guys. Uh, uh, so we have new talent. We have new faces that are trying to learn our system. But frankly, we have a new system. You know, it's, it's not only do we have a change and a, and a push to be better and improve from a talent perspective, but Coach Bud and his staff have worked all offseason and, and figured out how to, to retool things and think of defense differently, think of offense differently. Um, our players have added new skill sets through internal development. And so there's a lot of different facets where we've improved and changed and things are different. Does that come together uh, tomorrow night against Boston and we play great? I don't know. Does it come together three weeks into the season or two months into the season? Um, those are all the things that we'll have to kind of wait and see. But I, I do have confidence in the way that we've gotten better every step of the way so far and kind of, a, as you mentioned, a truncated kind of offseason, uh, a short and condensed uh, training camp. This team's gotten better, in my opinion, each preseason game. Uh, we've had great hard practices. They are learning each other. They're starting to improve. Uh, for me, we're healthy right now, so to continue to be healthy. I want to have a great start to the season, but most importantly, I want to have a great, healthy uh, finish to the season. And that's the goal, and, and we'll evaluate it kind of day in and day out and see how we're progressing toward that. Zora Stevenson. 
Hey, John, you just talked about wanting to have a great finish. So then how do you couple that with your approach to the regular season? Giannis kind of laid out yesterday his approach to all of us, and you know how Giannis is. He's 100% all the time. How would you like to see the guys approach the regular season so that hopefully they're equipped for the playoffs? Yeah, I would like for us to continue to be who we've been, and that's a team that competes every night, that comes out, plays hard every night, doesn't take for granted that we've been good, um, that's motivated by the losses that we've had in the last couple of years, uh, that really, you know, whether it's the new guys who are motivated because they have an opportunity to be part of this group or, or the returning guys that are motivated because of the things that have happened to this group, uh, you want to see that motivation. You want to see that desperation, that hunger to, to win and compete every single night in you know, Giannis is Giannis. So if that's not happening, um, he's going to hold himself accountable. He's going to hold his teammates accountable. Uh, Coach Bud is going to hold everyone accountable. So really, Zora, to me, that's what matters most, that we compete every single night. Now, is it pretty? Does it fit perfectly? You know, there's a difference between just playing hard every night, but playing hard and playing well and winning every night. I mean, those are some of the things that we'll evaluate. But most importantly, I just want to see the same group like we have for the last couple of years, compete every night and really try to win every night. Eric Woodyard. Hey, what's up, John? How you doing? Good, Eric. How are you, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Obviously, this offseason was different than any anything we've ever faced, even this season. You know, it's, it's, it's been everything just kind of, you know, going so quickly. We saw the league, you know, issue the ruling on you guys yesterday. I guess what was your reaction to what they decided to do? And is there something that you guys could learn from that situation with us being in a situation we've never faced before as so how you guys even dealt with the offseason? Yeah, different parts of your question. Obviously, the 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 season we've had the longest uh, NBA season in history. I think followed by the shortest off season in professional sports history. Um, so there's a lot to learn from that, and and we have we've learned. I, I think there's certain things that we can cut out of what we do. Certain things that we have to continue to do and do better. Um, but I'm really really happy with how we've navigated uh, this unprecedented time with some of the big things that we had to do. If you think about trying to negotiate a Supermax extension, just take that as an example. You know, we didn't get a July 1st date to start negotiating with our player. In fact, we got about a week. And, and you know, every other one that's been done has had a long kind of runway to figure these things out. We didn't get to do it after a traditional, highly successful season. We did it after a global pandemic and, and kind of an early burnout in, uh, in the playoffs against the Miami Heat. And so... There's a lot of challenges and a lot of things that I think you can learn from that. I'm happy that we've had some successes in it. We've had some failures. Um, so that's that's kind of that part of the question. The NBA part of it in the league ruling, I, I just would say that, you know, we we were intentional and fully compliant and cooperative uh, with the NBA from the get. Uh, the decision's been made and and we're moving on. We're really excited about the season starting tomorrow and, and you know, we'll kind of take it from there. Steve McGargy. Thank you for doing this. I was just wondering, with the loss of all the draft capital you gave up to acquire Drew, just how difficult is it going to be in terms of if you want to add a piece at midseason or something like that with the with the assets you have? And obviously, other teams have done this as well, giving up multiple draft picks to kind of hasten that window. But how difficult will it be to improve if you're trying to make a playoff push? Yeah, I think, Steve, it's a great question. It's something that we have to consider and factor in when you make these decisions. But I'll go back to um, the goal of making this team, that which was already really, really good, uh, better. Uh, 
And I would just say I would rather have players and try to figure out how to use draft capital than have a lot of draft capital and try to figure out how to get players. And right now, I think we've got a lot of good players and we are a really good team. We've got the best player in the NBA. We've got a two-time All-Star in Chris Middleton. I think one of the best two-way guards and, and uh, Drew Holiday and one of the best defensive centers in Brooke Lopez surrounded by a core that can shoot and compete and defend and has an IQ. And I think we have a real chance. And that's the goal. The goal isn't to to make as many great late draft picks as we can over the next couple of years. The goal is to try to win championships and to be in a position to compete every year. Uh, and we might have to get better. This team might not be good enough. We might have to pivot and adjust again. But again, I think we have players that have value that are, that are valued by our organization that fit and are going to have a chance to compete with us every single day. And if we need to adjust, we'll be creative and, and be strategic and we'll figure out how to adjust again. There you go. That was John Horst, general manager for your Milwaukee Bucks, and uh, talking about his team getting ready for the season, talking about the bench, uh, obviously signing Giannis, and about how they kind of feel that uh, this team is now prepped for the postseason. So we'll see what they do this year. And, I, you know, there's always room to, to make a deal as you get into the season as well. So uh, we'll wait and see. But uh, the Bucks tip it off for real tomorrow. The NBA tips off tonight, but the Bucks do it for real beginning tomorrow. Going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back. We will wrap things up next in the Bill Michael Show. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers had seven players named to the Pro Bowl, including Aaron Rodgers, left tackle David Bakhtiari, running back Aaron Jones, linebacker Sedaria Smith, and wide receiver Devontae Adams. Cliche, but football is the, the, the most team sport that there is, so Dave and Obviously, A-Rod and what he's doing for me, um, none of it is possible. The Packers getting ready to face the Tennessee Titans, who improved to 10-4. and After beating the Lions Sunday 46-25, to that's the most wins the Titans have had in the regular season since 2008. Once again, running back Derrick Henry led the way, 147 yards rushing and a touchdown. You know, we're not done, we're not satisfied, but credit to everybody that's in that building every day, working to you know, be able to you know, do things like this to everybody involved. And the Packers are mourning the loss of linebackers coach Kevin Green, who was an assistant to Dom Capers, his former coach at the Steelers and Panthers. Green was one of the all-time sack leaders. And four years ago, we were there in Kenton the night he was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. After 15 years of kicking people's asses with your brothers, entertain some folks, develop some lifelong relationships, I am eternally grateful, and I salute you. Thank you. Kevin Green was 58 years old. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Kramer, I got your message. I haven't celebrated Festivus in years. What is your interest? Well, just tell me everything. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. That must have been some kind of doll. She was. Tomorrow on the program, it is Festivus, the airing of the sports grievances. So anything that just bugs you, tomorrow you can bring it. 
from everything from commentators to teams to bad calls to COVID, whatever, I mean, whatever it is you want to jump on tomorrow regarding the world of sports that just chaps your hide, bring it. We got that coming up tomorrow. Coming up tonight, you got some good ones. You got the Warriors and the Nets tipping off the NBA season. Steph Curry and company on the road in Brooklyn facing KD. So that'll be a, that'll be a solid game. Then you got the Clippers and the Lakers tonight. That's nine o'clock Central Time. Also, don't forget you've got uh, Badger hoops coming up this evening, taking on a Nebraska. That's a six o'clock tip time out there at the uh, the Kohl Center in Madison. And the Badgers come into this contest number nine in the country. Six and one on the season. Their only loss coming at the hands of the Marquette Golden Eagles. And that was down at the Five Serve Forum. They just got done putting a beat down on Louisville. Uh, an 85-48 win there. So they come into this contest with a little bit of steam. They get their first three wins and lose to Marquette. And then after that, they've uh, beat Rhode Island by a point. Uh, beat up on Loyola Chicago. And then Louisville. Now Nebraska, they uh, kick off the Big Ten season. So... That's starting off tonight. But tomorrow on the program, you get a sense it is Festivus. Bring your sports grievances tomorrow. Going to talk more about this uh, Packers-Titans matchup. Also, Marcus Johnson going to be here. We're going to preview the Bucks season as they get ready to tip off. Going to get through the rest of the Big Ten as well. Jerry DiNardo of the Big Ten Network is going to stop by. We'll talk with him. So we got a lot coming up tomorrow on the program. That's just to name a few. I mean, there's we're going to talk uh, with uh, the Tennessee Titans point of view tomorrow as well. And uh, so much more. So we got all that coming up. It's a but, Festivus uh, miracle. <laughs> It'll be a good one tomorrow. It'll be a good one tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow will be uh, Wednesday. That'll lead us into the uh, the Bill Michaels Huddle presented by Bud Light tomorrow night. And then obviously into the holidays and such. And then uh, get you back here on Sunday night right after the Packers and the Titans. So we got a lot coming up. A lot coming up. So a uh, good one today. Good stuff. Um, you know, we're kind of all over the place. We talked some Big Ten today. Talked some... NBA today, talk some Packers today, uh, all kinds of things to get into. So good, good stuff. Uh, tomorrow, though, I'm looking forward to Festivus. I'm going to have my top ten sports grievances tomorrow for the year of 2020. Looking forward to that. Cannot wait. Cannot I'm wait. I'm back, baby! So until tomorrow, it's time for us to go. Have a go. Zoop! Listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.